Welcome to another fun-filled Friday, fun, fun Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakimi Gee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, that's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Kingdom again on the Twitter and at Kingdom again on the IG. Make sure you download this Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch up on other live shows that we have airing throughout the week. So, you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Please download this Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, make sure you find us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please find Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And while you're at it, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast at War Media Podcast. That's W-A-R-R Media, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. We're available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Graham, and, and YouTube. Once again, please find Sports Zone, Sports Zone Chicago, <laughs> not Sports, a good grief, uh, War Media on all social media platforms at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions during our two-hour external guests, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But you decide to troll and or do something silly or stupid. I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to be a land be a boot. Bye-bye. I love she says that. But before we begin, we must remind you that you can also catch sports on Chicago, now available on Roku TV. That's right. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on the sports folder and download that Sports Zone Chicago app through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, but you have some handheld devices laying around, your personal PC, your Chromebook, iPhone, iPad, iTouch, just go to that Google Play Store, download that Roku TV app, and make sure you subscribe to Sports Zone Chicago. Download that Sports Zone Chicago app today uh, through the Roku TV app using the handheld device. So no more excuses. Celebrate the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, seven days a week, live and on demand. Anytime, anywhere. And you know we will provide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> shout out to guy, uh, Brandon Shuts down there in Texas. He yeah, says he has a, a Roku TV. Just tap on the sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago app. I know he says he's going to miss us for about a uh, He said we, I, we may have missed you last week. Hey, like we said, just uh, um if you miss a live show, oh, you'll yeah. go, go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. So thank you for, for the support, Brandon. Uh, we really appreciate it. Lakina, uh, we have a busy show t- today. And what's our guest list? It's, it looks like it's uh, quite full for once. Yes, it is. I, well, well, you know, I would say for once, but it's, it's the first time in a while that we have had such a full guest load. We got mm-hmm. a newbie coming to the program, Mateo Mayorga. I think that I think that's how you say his name from mm-hmm. Five Reasons Sports. He'll talk uh, NBA conference finals and maybe even some you know draft talk, draft you know, lottery talk and 
you know, maybe run the ball the Bulls, at least as yeah. of now, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, well, no, that's true, but also, too, like what the Bulls could do and perhaps maybe other the coaching carousel going on there. And we got our buddy KXRB's uh, Christine Manica, you know, makes her return as well as her, her fiance Chris Gilman, who will, you know, of course, he's a golfer, he'll talk about the mm -hmm. PGA Championship that's going on right now over at Oak Hill, and also to other sports happenings, including some pretty interesting uh, sports media news as well. So we'll have that for you coming up. Yeah, so for right now, Lakina, let's get started with some baseball talk. Uh, we'll start off with our local teams first. Uh, Brandon, uh, uh, thanks for the support. Uh, I think Lakina needs oh. more than I do. <laughs> but uh, the Chicago Cubs, um, uh, they were swept by the Houston Astros earlier this week down there in the state of Texas. Of course, the White Sox uh, take care of the Guardians. Had a chance to sweep sweep the Guardians yesterday, uh, but they failed in that third game. Let's start off with the Cubs first, Lakina. We talked about it all year long. Their starting staff has been spectacular, but their starting staff just couldn't hold the fort uh, during this series. The bullpens, what did the Cubs in the Astros? That's, we have some big news about them coming up. We'll tell you about that in just a moment. But uh, looking at this series, Lakina, uh, the Cubs bullpen uh, absolutely imploded. They got the Cubs now on the flip side had offense, two home runs each in the series from Zaya Suzuki and Christopher Morrell, who's actually been the energizer plug ever since he was called up a couple of weeks ago along with rookie Matt Mervis. Congratulations to Mash Mervis, by the way, for hitting his first career home run in that mm -hmm. series. The Cubs offense has not been the problem lately, Lakina. It, it's been the pitching, i.e. the bullpen. Now check this statistic out. I was watching MLB Network this morning. Throughout the first 16 games of the year, the Cubs were 11-6. Their starter ERA was uh, at around 2.6. But during their last 26 games, uh, their record has, has been terrible, 18-8. Both the starters in bullpen ERA for the Cubs, both near five runs a game. That's not going to get enough of you. Expect to be competitive this season. Well, yeah, it's a sort of, you know, Drew Smiley. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that game on uh, Wednesday where the Cubs were up, I think, like six to one. And, mm -hmm. you know, and unfortunately, I, I guess what, uh, you know, six runs, you know, within uh, the, the eighth and ninth innings by the Astros. And that kind of did the Cubs in. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, you think about, uh, you know, Keegan Thompson, it's actually been okay, but it's been, you know, guys like Carson Fulmer and, you know, those guys. I mean, it's unfortunate that they could have won a couple of those games and, you know, Azale, I think, has been up and down. Um, it, it, you know, Mark Leiter Jr. has been up and down as well. So it's kind of been sort of like a closer by committee kind of thing for the Cubs. And unfortunately, I've seen some people say, I heard David Kaplan said on the radio that maybe they, they should trade, you know, deal for all the Chapman. Well, here's the thing. You just rebuilt your pharmacism back up for the Cubs. And you're... You, you don't want to have to give up prospects. You actually have a good farm system now and a full farm system. You're not going to be able to trade a couple of guys just because, you know, yes, your your bullpen for the most part has been terrible. I would say in the end, you know, I feel like at this point, let, let's wait it out. You know, they have they, – they, they start their series against the Phillies in Philadelphia starting tonight. Let's see how this goes. I mean, they're, look, they're in a tough stretch, the Cubs are. And, look, they're still right there in their division. So it's, it's not like, you know, they don't have a shot to win a division. No one, you know, Milwaukee's not going to pull away. The Pirates have fallen back to earth. We'll get to the rest of the stuff in, after the break. But it, it just feels like at this point, I think I'm seeing, you know, Cubs fans get, you know, get all miffed and, you know, get all pissed off. I mean, the Astros are defending champions. Yes, they, they, they've had some injury issues. They got some big news in just a second. But, mm -hmm. you know, let, let, let's, let's give them a little bit of credit here. That the fact that they've actually been okay, you know, so far. Yes, yes you could probably say that they're they're not at that level with the with the Braves and, 
you know, the Dodgers yet, but you got to be feeling pretty good where they're at so far. Yeah. Uh, before I continue, shout out to Trey Mancini of the Cubs. Of course, he was with Houston last year from the trade deadline mm -hmm. on through the Rose Series. Uh, Dusty Baker delivered his Rose Series ring to, to him before Monday's game. Uh, so that was a class act to that uh, Astros organization. So Trey Mancini gets his ring from last year when he was with a member of the Astros. Now, back to this Cubs team. Again, I want to ask you and our uh, listeners and viewers out there, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube, type in your answers. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Cubs fans, who should be the closer? We thought it was going to be uh, Michael Fulmer. Uh, he stunk it up, so he's no longer doing it. Uh, should it be Azalai? I don't know. Albert Azalai, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you had uh, Brad Boxberger there for a while. He's not doing it any, anymore. Uh, who's going to be the closer? Uh, we assume that if the Cubs stay competitive, which we, I, we both think that they will, uh, Jade Hoyer and GM Carter Harkins are going to have to make some moves to bolster up their bullpen at the trade deadline. But as of right now, who's your closer? Uh, we all know in the long run, Lakina, closer by committees do not work. Well, yeah, and I think that unfortunately the Cubs are seeing that right now. So if we can maybe find somebody, hopefully in that group that I just mentioned, hopefully maybe someone could take the, you know, take that reins, you know, for you know the Cubs until maybe. Maybe Jed and Connor, they do, you know, trade somebody eventually. So there's I a Mark Leiter like Jr., as you mentioned. We, I know he's been given the opportunity these last couple of games, but is it him? Well, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. He's actually been he's actually been okay. So it'll be interesting to see what 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 they you know, what David Ross. Does. Some people are actually also questioning Ross's uh, managerial uh, you know skills again. I mean, look, it's going to be interesting, like I said, to see you know, especially if if the if the Cubs you know start to go into free fall, which I don't think they will. I think they will you know have a chance to win. Look at the rest of their schedule for the rest of the month, but. I think, look, the Cubs are kind of right there to win that division, so I'm not going to worry too much about them right now. Now, if they, if they keep going, and by the end of this month, we'll, we'll, you know, then I'll probably start worrying, but right now, I'm not. So I think people need to kind of just relax. All right, to the south side, Lakina, the Chicago White Sox, a.k.a. the south side hitmen, they scored 15 runs and hit six home runs in the first two games, excuse me, of the series against the Cleveland Guardians, and they won both those games. Yesterday, Thursday, for those who listen back on the replay at War Media po uh, Podcast, uh, they failed to sweep the Guardians. The Guardians are in the same position as the White Sox in terms of injuries and people coming in and out of the lineup. The White Sox failed to sweep the, the Guardians yesterday. They lose by the score to 3-1. to one. Dylan Cease actually pitched okay, even though he only struck out three batters or walked none. The Sox had the bases loaded early in that second inning, did not scratch not one run. Lakina has been a problem all year long. That the Sox, they can get them on, they just can't get them across home plate. And as we said before, even two years ago when they won this uh, badass, and I mean badass in terms of garbage, AL Central Division, when they hit home runs, they usually win. Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger carry the White Sox uh, through this series against Cleveland. And on a positive note, the Sox do win a series. They still have a long way to go to climb back to 500. It's not as bad as it looks right now. They still have a long way to go, but Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets offensively has carried this uh, White Sox group. Tim Anderson, he needs to get it together via the glove. His error cost the White Sox uh, the game yesterday, and besides what I mentioned, them not scoring with the bases loaded early in the game. You know, I'm I'm kind of you know up there with Sox fans. You know, those Sox fans that say, "Well, they still got a shot." You're 13 games under 500. I know I saw Peter Gamas' tweet mentioning the old five Astros. You know, they came back. You know, they made the playoffs. Well. Look, they got swept in the AL in the NL in the, in the in ALDS. So you know that that kind of goes against your own argument. So and look, I mean, they didn't have to. They had to deal with Jose Ramirez. Uh, Josh Naylor got hurt in the first game. So 
I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, you didn't have to, you know, you should have swapped them. You should have swept them, I should say. You should have swept the Guardians because mm-hmm. they didn't have a couple of their top guys. So with that said, I mean, it's one step forward, you know, maybe two steps forward, maybe like five steps back. Love guys on base, you know, that era by TA. I know TA's been, you know, there's been a lot of issues with TA you know, on here this, this last mm-hmm. week, you know, for various things. So I, I'm not, uh, look, you know, we're almost in mid-May. I know people want to say that we can't say do the whole, well, it's early in the season. They, they we did that last year. We're not doing it again. They're playing 45 games already. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they can't, you can't see you do the whole, like, well, it's still early. I mean, you, you, you can't do that. And I, I feel like that's the crutch of some Sox fans. I know I heard Gavin Sheets say on uh, the podcast, uh, that White Sox podcast he did with uh, NBC Sports Chicago's uh, Chuck Garfine, you know, a good man. Hey, look, we still got a shot. Really, Gavin? Really? That's what he's supposed to say. Whether you believe it or not, that's on you. But what else he's going to say? We don't have a well, shot. I mean, look, come on. Well, no, I think. Well, no, but I think also at the same time, though. I mean, let, let's you know, let's let, let's not you know play you know, a little bit of. Let's not be in denial here. I mean, you're you're still in a, in a big hole. You're seven games out in your division. You're not gonna if you don't you know, win the division. You're not gonna get a one the wild card spots. I mean, that that's one division's already got the whole thing unlocked. So that's not gonna happen. So like. I mean, like it's just you know, you're 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 not a good, you're at best a mediocre team, and yes, you're in a bad division, but you know, this is one of those times where you should have you should have swept them when you didn't when they were shorthanded and you you couldn't do it. But here's a silver lining in this, Lakina. Yes, they should have swept them, but you still won another series. I think I believe that's three series wins in the month of May, and you and you lost two. That was to Houston, and that was to Kansas City. You lost three out of four uh, uh, last week, but. Uh, this team is still in the prime position to make the run. I'm with you, Lakina, just like last year. Uh, can they compete for a wild card? No, they have to win this division. Minnesota will get to them after the break, but uh, watching their series against the Dodgers, do I see any inspiring baseball from them? No. Cleveland, you saw what the Sox did. Uh, they At least they took two out of three. Do I see any inspiring uh, baseball from them right now? No. I know Detroit's playing over their head. Do I believe in them? No. In Kansas City, who, who the Sox will see this weekend for three, uh, are they playing inspiring baseball? No. Do they have a shot? Yes, they do. But the Sox got to look at themselves in the mirror and start to t- and, and turn this thing around. And it looks like they're starting to get a couple of guys back. Garrett Crochet, who had Tommy John surgery last year, pitched uh, pitched well yesterday, a one, two, three inning in their loss against Cleveland. And it looks like they may get Liam Hendricks back as early as Monday when the Sox go on a road trip to Cleveland. I'll believe it when I see it because I'm, I'm not seeing it. So, you know, it, it is what it is with them. Now we're going to take a really quick break. We'll talk to the rest of MLB, you know, for, you know, for a little bit, you know, clearly some big moves. It looks like that, you know, that maybe some one team might be making a big move. You know, what teams, you know, starting to fall back to earth. And also, too, we'll talk about the Stanley Cup uh, finals. Uh, well, not finals, but the conference finals. You got one game that I think literally just ended like two hours ago, I think. You know, that that little we'll, we'll bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm being not being facetious here because it's just the truth. But, you know, got a lot to do still. You know, coming up that's in this hour. Kenny McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports on Sports Show Chicago. We got more baseball talk coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. 
These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Friday Fun Fun Friday edition. We're live in 11 color right here at Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Keenan McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. S I D K I D A 0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. We have 85 minutes left or so in this extravagance. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. 
All right, Sid, let's talk about uh, some of the stuff that caught your eye on the MLB front this week. Oh, uh, let's start in the great city of New York City. Uh, we'll uh, start with the Bronx Bombers first. The New York Yankees on the road take three or four from Toronto. Aaron Judge went crazy with the bat uh, throughout that series here. I believe he hit four home runs in that series. Uh, to be exact, I watched a couple of those games uh, from earlier this week. Of course, uh, that that first game, the, the Toronto Blue Jays accused Aaron Judge of having the wandering cheating eye, which is all to do about nothing. Then the next day, the third base coach of Toronto gets into with Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, and then words were exchanged, and then, of course, Toronto's pitching imploded. I know they got the shutout win the other night. I believe that was on Wednesday, 3 nothing. but uh, the Yankees held firm and took three out of four. Their offense came alive. Their bats came alive. Lakina, do you think the Yank- do you believe that the Yankees are now back? I think. Well, I don't think they win anymore. I think look, they were they got more like like kind of the Dodgers. We'll talk about in a second. They also had a lot of new players. You know, they've had some injuries and such. It looks like remember Boone was out for a little bit. So it was you know it's good to see that you know they're starting to kind of get it going and and whatnot. You know, like I said, could could they be back? Sure. I mean, look, they're still there's still a ways out there. About about six and a half back of the. Uh, of the, the ALE, so you know, still got a lot to do there, grind to make up in that front. But as long as their pitching has been really solid, and of course, as long as Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, as long as you know Judge is doing his thing and some other guys you know supporting, I think they can definitely you know be a be, get get back up there. I think. Okay, and what did you think about the whole Aaron Judge situation? Wasn't uh, much to do about nothing, or was you think it was something too that that people are not uh, paying attention to? I think it's just a rivalry trying to you know, stay in you know, the course and such. I mean, you know, you saw what happened with Max Scherzer with the Mets, and it, it's it's definitely kind of one of those things where you're sort of like, okay, you know what? I mean, look, it happens. These are ri- these are rivals, division rivals. You're gonna have these type of things. We'll see what happens when they get you know they meet at the you know. At the Yankee, at Yankee Stadium, so I'm I'm not worried about. It. Look, it is what it is, but you know, it, it, it's fine. I mean, I'm not like gonna like I said, I'm not gonna freak out about that little exchange. I mean, it was it was funny, you know, unintentionally, and it was fine. So I care. Let's go to Queens, New York, and talk about the other team in NYC, and that's the New York Mets. One midday host on WFAN said that he's given Mets manager Buck Showalter 30 days to turn it around, or he should be fired. Talking about Buck Showalter. I don't know where this host is coming from, but okay, I getting trying to get listeners and trying to spark some change within the uh, Mets uh, clubhouse. But I, I don't know if the Mets listened to that guy or not. But the Mets uh, took two out of three, including winning the finale yesterday, three to two, uh, winning late over the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, I think that was. I don't know if that guy had anything to do with. It. I'm sure he's going to try to take credit for it. But look, I mean, <laughs> Mets are starting. Well, no, you know he's gonna. You know they're gonna. You know how New Yorkers are. But yeah, I mean, look, yeah. you got, well, look, you went two out of three against Tampa. You're gonna break that streak of one run games with them. Look, mm-hmm. you needed that win, you know, especially. So we'll, we'll see what you will see. They are starting to turn around. They're still, you know, they're still a ways out. They're still about six games back of Atlanta. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of you know get things you know going there. I know that um, that they've called up uh, that the Mets are going to call up a uh, veteran catcher Gary Sanchez and. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see him this weekend. So yeah, I mean, look, I'm not. We'll wait and see. I mean, let, let's wait and see how they do they. They play Cleveland this weekend, so we'll see. You know, if they can win two mm-hmm. out of three there. But look, like I said, I'm not. Look, you, you got a nice little boost there, but we'll see if they can keep it up. Your Mariners take care of the Red Sox on the road. Also, too, the Braves take care of the Texas Rangers and the Oriole Baltimore Orioles in the. Anaheim Angels split a four-game series this week, and of course, the Angels won the series finale uh, late uh, yesterday. 
do you are you still a, a big believer in the Baltimore Orioles? As I said before, as a fan, I love watching their offense with Cedric Mullins, Allie Rushman, and Gunnar Henderson. Uh, that's a stack line them over there uh, in Baltimore by the Beltway. Yeah, yeah, but you know they're twenty to sixteen. I think no one thought that they would you know get this mm-hmm. have you know good of a record this early on. But again, you know, we'll see if they can keep it up. I mean, they they face Toronto in Toronto this weekend. You know, we'll see if they can you know win the series there. It's gonna be interesting. You know, the pitching is still a little you know suspect. I know they made a couple moves during the off season, but. You know, that still might be an issue for them to kind of keep them from going to that next level, but we'll see. I mean, for for me, I think. Look, I think Baltimore is a fun team to watch. You know, they're you know they'll score runs like you know they might it might be the over under on this on the runs that will be scored during this series mm-hmm. against Toronto. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. Now, as far um, as for the Angels, I mean, the Otani you know pitched again. Um, he also hit his uh, his tenth home run <laughs> yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're two and zero when uh, when Trout and uh, Otani home were in the same game, you know eight and three since the start of the season. So last season, I should say. So yeah, I mean, it look yeah, we'll, we'll see if they can keep it up. Like I said, I don't think the eight look considering the division that they're in. We'll see that I think you know the Ash you know, the Astros starting to heat up a little bit. We'll see where Texas is. I know they've had some injuries. I know they had a a, a, a kind of an up and down week you know, this week, but. You know, look, I think that 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 Western, uh, the AL West division is going to be right there. I know Seattle's right there as well. You know, they're only five back, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a kind of a slugfest here in that division. So we'll see, we'll see how these divisions are by by the end of next month. And speaking of the NL Central, we talked about it with the Cubs earlier. The St. Louis Cardinals look like they're starting to turn things around slowly. They they take two out of three from the Milwaukee Brewers early this week. I know they started the four game weekend series. Uh, the series started last night against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, the, the Cardinals uh, turned it around once again. They beat the Dodgers 11 to 8. Wilson Contreras, two home runs. Congratulations to Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. He hit his 300th career home run last night in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, I think that's his first home run this season. Talk about you know, Contreras, his first home run. I know, well, I guess he's no longer in the in the doghouse, maybe, but again, <laughs> I'll wait. I mean, I'll wait and see if they can, you know, mm-hmm. win this series against the Dodgers before I can say that they're officially back. I mean, they still they're in a pretty big hole themselves. I mean, they're not it's not as big, you know, they're only six games back in the and NL Central. But like I said, well, we'll see. But like I said, I mean, it's gonna be very interesting, especially once this Dodgers series. If they win, if they win the series, great. If they you know swing the series, okay, that's fine too. But if they lose in the rest of the, the series, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that they're back. Yeah, staying with the NL West, of course, the Dodgers as we just mentioned, they take two out of three from the Minnesota Twins. But on the flip side, Arizona takes two out of three in Oakland and four and four. Um, I just had it up here. This, these damn computers. Oh, the San Diego Padres. How worried should you worry about your team? If you're a Padres fan, they, they lose two out of three to the, to, uh, to the Kansas city Royals. The only game that they won, which was on Monday, they almost pitched a no hitter. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I saw that. And, uh, look, I mean, unfortunately we're seeing this with the Dodgers. I mean, they spent all this money. They're kind of been up and down. You lose two out of three to, you know, KC. I mean, you know, at this point you're, you're kind of like, you're one, you're wondering, you know, what's going on here, but again, we'll have to wait and see with, with, uh, with the Padres. Like I said, still, still ways to go, you know, like, you know, Dodgers are heating up. Um, you know, the diamond bats actually had an okay. We, the giants are starting to kind of get together a little bit. They've won three in a row. So, Mm-hmm. Again, they could they could catch up. Like I said, we'll have to wait and see if they can actually do it. Uh, back to the NL East. You mentioned about the Braves earlier that they're um, taking care of the Texas Rangers. The Miami Marlins they sweep away the Washington Nationals. Now they're twenty two and twenty one. 
uh, in the in right in the thick of the NL East race. Are you a believer in them, or are you also waiting to see more? Waiting well, yeah, to see I mean, with the fighting fish. Well, yeah, I mean, you 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 know, you swept against one of the worst teams in the league, so yeah, of course it would be kind of silly if you didn't sweep uh, the Nationals. But look, like, like I said, I mean, mm-hmm. they have solid hitting. Uh, Alcantara, I mean, solid pitching with Alcantara and some of the other mm-hmm. guys. So, I mean, I, I'll have to wait and see again. You know, I'm kind of waiting to see more with them as well because they did this last year. They were up there last year for a little bit and they got, you know, they fell back to earth. So I'm not, I'm not a believer in them just yet. But, you know, we may be seeing, you know, some guys get traded, you know, maybe during the, uh, the before the trade deadline, we'll get, we'll see if Alcantara gets traded. We'll see if Dean Gordon gets traded. But, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a believer in the Marlins yet. You know, we'll see if they could, so actually, this kind of actually gets a little bit tougher this month so we'll have mm-hmm. to see what happens with that anything else that caught your eye from the world of baseball this week um let me, i gotta think um i mean not really i mean you know like i said the like i said dodgers cardinal series i'm looking forward to that the rest of that you know we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second but i mean for me i guess if you're thinking about where your your team is right now i mean you know, wait, let's wait till the end of the month before we, you know, start saying, okay, this team's for real, this team's not for real, because you really don't know at this point, you know, with the way the schedule set up now, we'll have to wait and see if they can kind of, you know, everyone can, will we, will Baltimore still be up here? Will the Marlins still be up here? So we'll have to wait and see what that, now going into this weekend schedule, you got Arizona and Pittsburgh, Milwaukee and Tampa, New York and the the Yankees, I should say, and the Reds. That should be interesting uh, interleague series. We talked about the Cubs uh, uh, going, you know, being in Philly to face uh, the Phillies. First game of that weekend series, Detroit and Washington, and the first game of the Apple TV Plus game. You know, those two in Baltimore and Toronto. That first game of that series, you're gonna have to find other ways to watch it. Unless you get MLBTV.com, you got to stream it on. Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. and you got the you know the Guardians and the Mets, and also to the second game of the Apple TV Plus, I guess regional coverage. Those of you in Seattle and and Atlanta, you're gonna have to watch uh, the first game of that uh, series on Apple TV Plus. Okay, and finishing the rest of the weekend schedule, we'll have Colorado at Texas, Oakland at Houston, the AL West matchup. Houston should take care of. Of Oakland, of course. Speaking of Houston, they'll get back Jose Altuve. He'll make mm-hmm. his 2023 debut tonight in the Astros uniform. Mm-hmm. Also, the Dodgers and the Cardinals will, as Lakina said, will resume their four-game weekend series from St. Louis. You have the Minnesota Twins traveling to Los Angeles to take, staying in Los Angeles, but this time to take on the Anaheim Angels. We have the Boston Red Sox at struggling San Diego this weekend. And we had the Fighting Fish, the Miami Marlins, at, at by the Bay to take on the San Francisco Giants. And your national TV schedule looks like this for tomorrow, Saturday. Your Fox Saturday night baseball game of the week. Most of the country, I believe, including here in Chicago as well, will will get the um, as my damn computer should show up Dodgers here. The Dodgers at the Cardinals. That's at six mm-hmm. fifteen Chicago time. Where the rest of you will get to see uh, Lakina Seattle Mariners tra- uh, take travel to Atlanta to take on the Braves. And then, of course, the Sunday TV game on Peacock at 10.35 a.m. Central Standard Time will feature the New York Yankees and the Cincinnati Reds. And Sunday Night Baseball will have the Cleveland Guardians at the New York Mets. Jeff McNeil of the Mets will be mic'd up for sound. That should be a fun one because he's hilarious. Uh, on FS1, yeah. on Saturday tomorrow, FS1 at 3.10, you got the, the Brewers and the Rays. That should be a fun series <laughs> all around. You'll get the second game of that series. So, yeah, and that is your schedule for the MLB this weekend. All right, you're listening to Second City Sports or in Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina hanging out with you for another Friday Fun Fun Friday edition. All right, Lakina, let's do that hockey for a couple minutes. 
The conference finals are underway, at least in the eastern side of the bracket. Uh, the Florida Panthers, uh, as, as we talked about uh, about that team for the last few weeks, ever since the playoffs started, uh, I, I, I asked you and our guy, Greg Boyson, who covers the Hawks for CHGO, uh, does this team remind you of the 2012 Los Angeles Kings team? Uh, I think both of you are in agreement in saying yes. Well, last night they get a get done against your Carolina Hurricanes, Lakina. The final in four overtimes, three to two, taking a one uh, as the Florida Panthers take an early one game to none series lead in the best of seven at Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, thanks to Matt Kachuk, who hit a nice little roaster there on the game winner. Uh, there was 13 seconds left in the fourth overtime, so it could have gone to five overtimes. With 79 minutes and 47 seconds of, of overtime in game one, it was the sixth longest game in Stanley Cup playoff history so if you were able to watch stay up for most of that game uh kudos to you i actually watched <laughs> a little bit of it yeah so it, it's so you know you saw that uh, as soon as kachuk you know scored that uh that game winner he ran right he and the other uh panthers went straight to the locker room they were probably sleepy as yeah as you think <laughs> well you know what? there's so the, much the, pizza and bananas and energy drinks you can consume <laughs> well yeah i think that was also past uh, our buddy wayne gretzky's uh bedtime too <laughs> I'm just saying, but uh, but yeah, but but a serious note though. I mean, look, I mean, both teams had their chances to end it. Um, you know, a couple of power plays on each side for those. I think the first three overtimes. I know that uh, there was a goal that you know they thought the Panthers scored the goal in the first overtime, but then it didn't count because it was goal interference. You know, I, I think I think it was. You know, we'll see what. Um, I know some people may you know open that don't think it was, but it, it was goal interference. So that it was no goal. And you know, mm -hmm. I think with everything else, if you're the Panthers, I mean, the Hurricanes, let's just say you had your chance to, to win it. And it, it's just, yeah, this, hopefully you'll, don't, you'll take this day to kind of, you know, get reset and recharge and just try to even the series tomorrow. Yeah, that's all thing you can do for Carolina, just take advantage of, uh, advantages of, of those chances that they're given to you. As we say all the time in playoff hockey, Lakina, uh, scoring comes at a premium. Uh, each mistake is magnified times a thousand. And each mistake you make, it could cost you giving up a goal to, to the other team. So, but watching, unless it involves your favorite team, Lakina, Stanley Cup uh, overtime playoff hockey is the best. Unless it involves your, uh, unless it involves your favorite team, and we we saw that in the last decade around here with the Chicago Blackhawks, they lost a couple, but they won the majority of the, of the games they played in overtime. It's just a, it's a nail biter. It's exciting. You had to be damn near perfect. Whoever makes a mistake, uh, you may have, you may give it up on the other end for the game winning goal. So. Uh, you, you see players uh, dig down deep and play playing their best. It's nothing like it, uh, you know, when it does not involve your favorite team, it's nothing like it. I think it's the best playoffs in, in, in the um, in the four out of the four major sports. Well, especially too. So, yeah, I mean, this could have could have gone on another if it could have not you know, scored that goal, you know, with 13 seconds left, it could have gone a little bit longer. So, you know, stay tuned for Good Morning America. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Well, well, I mean, or or Charm uh, Marathon too. Remember, this is this is a TNT we're talking yeah. about. So, you know, stay tuned for uh for the Charm Marathon every every uh weekday on TNT morning on TNT. But I mean, look in this case, I think the Panthers. I think that they were just this. You know, they just mm -hmm. you know made the plays when they needed to, and that Kachuk had that wrister, you know, to score that game winner. So. The best you could do if you're a hurricane is just you know try to you know forget about it. You had your chances, you know, you know, take advantage, and you know you don't want to you don't want to go down to Florida, you know, being down 0-2, especially when you had a shot to win both those games. So try to reset, you know, try to re-energize it. I know it's gonna be hard after playing a you know a nearly six-hour game, but 
You gotta do yeah. it. You, you do what you gotta do. So it's fine. I'm, now go. To the I'm sure both those scenes are having video sessions today. I'm not getting back on that. I have been playing nearly six damn hours. No, 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 no. This is a video session day. Get your rest. Whoever has the injuries, get taped up, get iced up. We're going back at it again tomorrow. So, and that's how usually how these uh, things go. Tonight, Lakina on, on ESPN on ESPN Plus at 7:30 Chicago time. We'll have game one of the Western Conference Finals between the Dallas Stars and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights will have home ice advantage for this one. Who takes the series and why? This is a tough one. I know that they split their series uh, during the regular season. I mean, I guess the Knights can finally – I'll say the Knights because this is what, their, their fourth time going to the Conference Final, and they've only been existing for about eight years now. I think the fifth time will probably be the charm for them because I think they've got the – they finally got the players to do it. They picked up Jack Eichel. Uh, you know, they got Chandler Stevenson, some of the other uh, great uh, veteran talent that they picked up. It'll be just see if John Quinn becomes a factor here because of the fact that, you know, he's been through this before with the Kings and, you know, we'll see if they can bring that experience in with, with them as well. Now the stars, I mean, look, you know, Jason Robertson, I mean, you got to think he's going to be the guy that kind of has to care, not, not carry them, but sort of like, you know, kind of have those sort of the answer to with that. So, and also to Olinger, I mean, you know, at, at Oltinger, I should say, at goalie, he's got to stand on his head too because they were. He did a great job in Game Seven the other night against Seattle. He did. Get the, yeah, if, if he can do that against what he did against Seattle in that Game Seven, if he does it this series, I think you know the Stars. It wouldn't really be an upset, but I think the Stars could be able to pull it out if they can get that kind of goaltending that they got in uh, those uh, that last uh, Game Seven against Seattle. I think offensively, Dallas has a little bit more talent than, than Las Vegas. Yes, Vegas can put up some goals, too. We saw that in that last series win against the Edmonton Oilers. Dallas can put up offensive, but they're not the tougher team. Las Vegas is the tougher team. They they, they really can, uh, can play with you within the trenches. And sometimes we had to play the dump and, uh, dump and chase game, dump, dump the puck into the corners. I think Vegas can do that better than the Dallas Stars, and I think it's going to come down to the intangibles. Now, now the the goalie for Dallas, he's got to steal a, a, a win or two in this series, and if he and they could do that, I think Dallas Stars could pull out the upset. But I'm with you, Lakina. I think it's going to go at least six games. But I'm picking Vegas in seven because I think they're the much tougher team than Dallas is. Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'll say we'll see. I mean, you know, they can, you know, they can bruise you up real you know, pretty good if you're uh, if you're Vegas. So I think if you're Vegas, you want to try to like you know set that tone early with the toughness and such. So. Again, it'll be interesting to see what what they what both teams do here because like I think this is pretty much an even for the most part an evenly match uh, series. But again, so yeah, of course you can watch the Western Conference uh, exclusively on ESPN. Of course, the Eastern TNT. Conference. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. that's why you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, cutting you off. Really, but I know what yeah. I, I know what. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> come on now, uh, the Western Conference will be on ESPN, as <laughs> I said, and uh, you can watch uh, the, the Eastern Conference exclusively on TNT. So going through that scheduling uh, for this week, of course, tonight, 7 o'clock, as Sid said, you got the you got game one of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, <laughs> you can see that at 7.30 on ESPN and uh, ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, I deserve that one. Fancy, bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's you listen to <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. We're having we're having a whole lot of fun here on this uh, <laughs> another Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. I deserve that one. <laughs> you can, if you want to comment on that last uh, sequence there or any other sports times that we have on the table, 
You can always go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the bump on the screen for you. Yes, I'm still working on that. Some every once in a while, I have a tendency to jump the gun sometimes, but my brain doesn't cooperate with my heart, and, and that's bad. So I apologize for that. It happens. It's, it's fun. It's, it's cool. I've done it too, so it, it don't feel bad. Uh, Saturday, day two for Saturday tomorrow, or you know Saturday if you're gonna be listening to this on a, on a war media. You got Florida and Carolina. That's at seven o'clock on TNT. Then you got game two of Dallas and Vegas. That's gonna be on ABC at two o'clock and also stream on ESPN Plus. And uh, yeah, that's your schedule for the uh, NHL Conference Finals as we're in the Final Four here, Sid, on ice. <laughs> yes, it's always exciting around this time of year for the Stanley Cup playoff hockey. I know we have a couple minutes left to before we close up for hour number one and open up with hour number two with our guy, Mateo Mayorga from Five Reasons Sports. He'll be coming up to lead off hour number two to talk NBA playoffs. But Lakina, one of our colleagues and, and good friends of this program, Second City Sports, hey. he's a, a radio veteran for 43 years. 26, the last 26 of them has been spent here in the Chicago market. He worked at 670 to score in the last several years. He's worked at WBBM News Radio 780. Uh, we're talking about the great Mr. Dave Kerner. He's going to retire hey. uh, this weekend. His last broadcast is today. He announced it a, a, a couple of weeks ago. You can still follow him on Twitter at Dave Kerner. Uh, like I said, he's been on this uh, program a couple of times before. We're going to have him on again soon. Uh, well, to check on him to see how retirement is going for him. He, he'll, he'll, he's going to have to appear on another good friend of the show, George Altman's podcast. So yes. Tell me a story I don't know. We'll probably let him do that first, and then we'll bring him back on. Yeah, I'll but... say, yeah, we want to let him. Yo, I know he's got some great stories to tell at the time. Right. <laughs> yo, of course. Yeah, that that's that's okay. Of course, we had we've had George on too when we were doing this mm -hmm. in the podcast form. You know, just so much fun. You guys can check that out uh, uh, through our YouTube uh, as well. Now, look, Dave's you know, like I said, like you said, a good friend of ours. We grew up listening mm -hmm. to him. Remember, he mm -hmm. was he was at the score first. You know, they, of course, they infamously did the trade because Zach Zayman was doing uh, the you know the sports updates on the eights. Well, I think on the on the ten teens, I think. And then, you know, of course, they did the switch where, you know, Dave started doing it. He had been doing it ever since. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, Damon, you know, going, you know, to uh, the score and, you know, some of the stuff he's done since then with them as well. So, yeah, I think I'm glad that Dave's been able to leave on his own terms. Because we saw in the last mm -hmm. few years, especially with the pandemic, at the height of that, and folks having to get buyouts, folks getting fired. Mm -hmm. I'm glad in, in Dave's case, he was able to kind of like, okay, you know what, I'm going to end on my terms. I'm going to. Uh, you know, I'm gonna you know do my thing. You know, 43 years he's been doing this. I mean, he's like he's only and he's only 45. He's only 45, folks. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, so, too. <laughs> yeah. Papers. But uh, he, he's a constant professional. He brought the knowledge and brought the knowledge and the information to uh, the listener. I remember him uh, when he started out when he was brought here to Chicago. He started out at 670 score. He hosted some of those. Uh, he was a filling host. He did some of the weekend shows, especially mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings. You remember, Lakina, before 670's score went to, well, before they were 670, they went to 1120. They mm -hmm. they had some of those uh, reporters do Sunday morning shows. Like yes. uh, Jesse Rogers did that slot back in the day. Of course, Dan yep. Bernstein did. And, of course, the various other hosts did the weekend shifts. And Dave Kerner was a part of that, of course. And he went on to do some great reporting for 670 score, like like him, his predecessors before George Offman. Dan Bernstein, of course, Mike Greenberg, who's over at ESPN now, he followed that tradition and he's uh, he set the starting for uh, reporting on Chicago Sports Radio. Of course, uh, the stuff that he's been doing at WBBM for years, uh, he continued to do great work. So we just wanted to give Dave Kerner his flowers while he's still with us. Obviously, 
two thumbs up on a great job and good luck to you on your retirement. And we're definitely going to have him back on again. We'll, 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 we'll definitely have to get some more stories out of him, but we'll let our good colleague and friend of the show, George, I'll do that first. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I know he said, I know I saw like, your, like, your text him saying that he, he's in. So we'll see. Like I said, we'll, we'll probably mm-hmm. get him back on email this summer or something. You know, he mm-hmm. says it's going to be rare, you know, looking at the, at the eights at, the, at his clock, you know, like, oh, wait, I'm not going to be doing it anymore. So it may take us some time. Like, like with all a lot of folks who retire, it may take, you know, some time for him to get mm-hmm. used to it. But I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll find another passion of his that he wants to. Maybe, maybe he'll do a podcast too. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, uh, you never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know. So, yeah. So we want to give our uh, happy retirement to one of our good buddy, Dave Kerner. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have him back on the show soon. We salute you, our friend, my friend. Yeah, we salute you, Mr. Dave Kerner. All right. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues with uh, with from set from five reasons sports. Mr. Mateo Mayorga and Miss Christine, the Queen Mac, along with her fiance, Chris Gilman. I'm Sid. That's the kid. And you're listening to Second City Sports, lively living color or sports old Chicago. lane no not at all are you not paying attention are you texting i was just checking in with my mom i was telling her that i thought we'd be home by six it's okay there's enough time just pay attention i'm not even halfway through my text there's no way i'm not even going to look up my babies are in the car you have to pay attention it's supposed to be a quick text i'm so sorry Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports on this Friday Fun Fun Friday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Old Chicago. Lakina McGee is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your chili on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You follow Lakina McGee on the Twitter and Akil's going to get the IG. We have less than an hour left of this extravagance we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to hit us up in, in the comment section, especially for our next guest, uh, you could do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's not waste any time. The NBA playoffs are happening right now. Two games in the books in the Western Conference. One game already in the books in the Eastern Conference Finals. And to help us talk about the playoffs and perhaps some little bit of NBA draft news as well, not involving our Chicago Bulls, we're going to bring on a new guy uh, to the scene. His name is Mateo Mayorga. He's a columnist for Fan Side of for Five Reasons Sports. Let's not let's not waste any time, Lincoln. Let's bring him in. It's Mr. Mateo Mayorga. Mateo, Yay! good afternoon, my friend. Welcome to the show. Uh, Sydney, Lakina, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. How can people follow you on social media and where can they catch your work? I'm really mostly on Twitter these days. You can find me at Mateo Mayorga 23. My column at Five Reasons Sports is called Mateo's Hoop Diary and at Fansided, I'm at the King James Gospel. Thank you so much. All right, no problem. Uh, we'll start up. We'll go backwards, and we'll talk about the recent game that was played last night. Game two between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Denver uh, takes the commanding two games to none series lead. They take him home court advantage. The Lakers played much better in game two, at least through the first three quarters. But it was the Jam- Jamal Murray show for Denver in that fourth quarter, hitting three three pointers. And LeBron James injured his ankle late in that game last night. Now the Lakers go back home to the stadium, formerly known as Staples Center. We're not, we're not going to call her that corporate name on this show. But uh, the Lakers still have some work to do. They got to win four out of the possible next five games against Denver. Uh, what stood out to you in, in the Denver win last night? Well, Anthony Davis did not have a very good showing on the offensive end. He was doing as best as he could on the defensive end, at least in the first half, you know. For as much heat as the Joker gets for being a a poor defender, I I thought he was matching up well with Anthony Davis, forcing some misses. Um, The Lakers had, I think, a three-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Granted, you know, there's 12 minutes left in the game. A three-point lead is nothing. It could be uh, vanquished in in, in seconds. But really, what what you saw from... uh, Jamal Murray late in that game was spectacular. He had 22 points. He only missed one shot. The Lakers, I thought, defended him well. He was actually hitting some crazy shots. LeBron was trying to blitz um, when he was trying to, when Jamal was trying to wrap around some screens to bother him with some length, but Jamal was hitting some tough shots. It, it, it had worked earlier in the game when he had blitzed the pick and roll by um, forcing some turnovers. But Jamal's a big time player. He went to another level. The Joker had, you know, kind of carried them for three quarters. Someone else stepped up big. Something I had seen the Lakers do is sag off of Aaron Gordon, who this shot has kind of uh, d- disappeared a bit in this series. But they were doing that to clog the driving lanes inside of the paint. But it was really. Uh, an incredible performance from Jamal that really saved the day. The The narrative would have been tonight had, well, excuse me, today had the Lakers won, uh, 
Joker didn't get enough from his squad, and today it's late. Um, excuse me, Nuggets win game two. Jamal Murray shines. So, you know, the NBA playoffs are sometimes illogical, but it was a pleasure to watch. And right now, the, the series does shift back to Los Angeles. I, I know at the former uh, Staples Center, now Crypto.com Arena. I'm, I'm ashamed to say it myself, Sydney, but um, <laughs> no, no team has lost. Well, excuse me, the the home team hasn't lost there, so. This could very well be another series that, um, after four games, is, is tied up. Well, yeah, because I think people forget that. I know, yes, Denver hasn't lost at home right you know, as of last night, but the people forget the Lakers have not lost at home either, like you said. So that could be the difference here. Now, the fact that AD you know had his struggles from uh, from basically from everywhere from the uh, you know the field, especially four for fifteen, that's not going to do it for you. He was one for three from three. Um, LeBron was his body with Seth Curry. He actually now has missed, I think, like 19 in a row, three pointers. So, unfortunately, that's not working for him at the moment. So, what do you think you know, the Lakers have to do to get back in this series? Oh, well, you got to uh, keep um, getting what you're getting from Rui Hachimura because in the first game, I think he was like eight of 11. In the second game, he was like eight of 10. He has been one of the difference makers that has brought him back in the first game and really kept him hanging around the second game. You got to also um, expect that you, you actually need him to keep this up. But now, since it's not um, a consecutive game for you're expecting Anthony Davis to go off, he might in game three for the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, being in your um, building with your visual cues, you know, your role players usually respond a little better. Um, Austin Reeves, he has to do a little better job of, you know, defending the ball handlers up top. I think the Lakers, what they have to do is set higher pickup points against the Nuggets as three-point shooters in transition and in the half court to um, not allow them to get so burned from that area. But really, your stars have to show up. LeBron, like to your point where he missed uh, a bunch of three-point shots, three of his misses were in the fourth quarter. And I, I thought he was getting inside the paint fairly well and usually when you see players uh late in a game when they've played a lot of minutes take deep shots to me it's because their legs are tired and they're trying to make the home run play um really you gotta um not allow yourself to get burned in transition because the nuggets with the hit ahead pass will burn you there but the lakers they need their stars to do a little more late in the game Going back to Denver, Mateo, you talk, mentioned a little bit about the supporting cast uh, earlier, uh, besides Jamal Murray. Uh, right. Aaron Gordon has been MIA so far through these first two games, but Michael Porter Jr. and Bruce Brown, I thought, uh, played uh, better last night. Of course, Porter Jr. had 16 and Bruce Brown had 12. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about the Denver supporting cast. Uh, let's not forget Contavious Caldwell Pope as well, the former Laker from a couple years ago when they won the title. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up Contavious Caldwell Pope because he, he's someone who is very good switching on to guards and even forwards who are a little bit stronger and bigger than him. He's got great instincts and great hands. But the other guys like Michael Porter Jr., when he is healthy, he is uh, Denver's best marksman, I think, by far. There was one crazy shot he hit last night in transition where the pass was a little in front of him, and he, he stopped it with his left hand to get, like, a gather dribble, and he mm -hmm. pulled up uh, from the corner, and it was 
um, it, it was straight nylon. It was beautiful. But Bruce Brown is another one who is really he was the best signing from last year's free agency because right now he has the best deal in all of the NBA and um, fortunately for him he has a player option where he can hit the market this summer and command some more money but he is someone who can get you like 12 to 15 points without a play run for him because he runs so hard in transition he's always cutting towards the basket in the half court and he's also trying to stay active around the rim when his teammates miss for a putback. Bruce Brown is like the ultimate utility blade. Every championship team needs a guy like him. He also can play fairly well on the defensive side of the court. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Um, oh, I'm, I'm missing somebody, but no, but like um, Aaron Gordon, I think he was five of 10 last night. You, you, you need to see him get a little bit more involved if they're going to, disrespect him by sagging off personally what i'd like to see him do is attack you know the man who is disrespecting him with the space by going towards him and trying to set a pin down so a uh, a sniper can come around behind him and you can he can use that it uses body as a shield but the mm -hmm. right right now the nuggets are playing very well it's not just nikola jokic and the late game heroics of jamal murray they have the deepest team in the league right now and their coach has probably not in, excuse me, not gotten enough credit in the national media. He's done a very good job, Mike Malone. Well, let's switch gears and talk about the Eastern Conference for a second, Mateo. Uh, game two's tonight. Um, yeah. The Heat you know, take the, uh, one game to none lead over the Celtics. The Heat actually scored 48 points in the third, and which is like, 46 points, I should say, which is the most that they have scored in one quarter in all their playoff history, which is a little bit crazy to think about it. But you know, they're getting, you know, you're getting, they're getting it from Butler, they're getting it from Bam. Uh, you know, you got Max Strauss doing his thing. You know, Gabe Vincent, and even you know, Kyle Lowry has hit a couple, uh, a couple of big shots. So, what do you think that he'd have to do to try to? Well, okay. Well, it's a twofold question. You know, what do you think that he has to do to take a two-zero lead, and what do you think the Celtics got to do to try to, you know, even the series? Well, I'm going to start with uh, the with Boston first, and right now they do need to do a, a much better job of protecting the three point line. They were over helping too much on guys that they shouldn't have, and and this is not just a problem they had in the last game. This is a problem I've seen you know across the league. Guys not understanding the math late in games and leaving a shooter open on the wing or at the top of the key to help on somebody in the post. The pass is always faster than the man running, and it, it burns um, defenses when they want to gamble like this too much. I do not think the Celtics need to do that because they have the defenders to play very well in straight-up man-to-man coverage. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, Horford, Smart. These guys have the instincts, the IQ, the length to really make it bothersome for their matchup on the other end of the floor. But right now for the Celtics, their their level of desperation is certainly much higher than Miami's because they lost game one and going down 0-2 in your building is not a death sentence, but it very well could be. And to po pointing out something, six years ago, the Celtics went down 0-2 to the Bulls in round one and Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford were on that team that came back to win that series. But every series is different. Jimmy Butler was on the other side and his team is much deeper this time around. Of course, the Celtics are too. But what the Heat need to do is they need to get another uh, standout performance from Jimmy. Bam Adebayo needs to be tremendous on the defensive end, bothering guys like Brown, um, Tatum, uh, Smart. He, he was really someone 
who switched on to almost everybody and, you know, was g- giving them some problems. But Miami's role players, someone like Max Struess, he had a very good game the last time out. And it's it's hard to do consecutively in such a hard place to win in, in TD Garden, you know, especially when you know that the Boston Celtics are going to have a much higher, you know, effort on the defensive end of the floor. Right now, um, Lakina, I'm really favoring the Celtics in this um, uh, in the encounter for game two because really it, it does seem like a must-win game for them. Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. has arguably been the best uh, performer in the postseason right now, and it could very well be doom going into his building down 0-2. We're hanging out with Mateo Mayorga from Five Reasons Sports and Fan Sided right here on Second City Sports, the Friday edition. Say they can't hang out with you right here on Sports on Chicago discussing the NBA playoffs. Let's stay with that Boston uh, Miami series, Mateo. I want to talk to you about the Miami Heat defense. I thought when the game was in the balance, uh, they really did a great job of locking down the Celtics. And Reggie Miller on that broadcast on TNT the other night talked about how the Miami Heat defended that uh, Boston screen and roll because Boston uh, killed Philadelphia with that. And Miami, I thought, defended it very well. I believe it was under two and a half minutes to go after that timeout. Jimmy Butler stole the ball. Miami scored on the other end. And then the next two possessions, Jason Tatum got called for traveling on both possessions. And I said, uh, not to me, people, I hope people are paying attention to this because the Miami Heat, as me and Lakina talked about on our last show, you know, they scored 123 points talking about Miami. They're not built to score that way. They're built to shut you down from the inside and out. Talk to us about the Miami Heat's team defense as a whole. You know, I'm really glad you brought up the pick and roll defense and as a comparison or as a counter to um, Philadelphia's because Philadelphia primarily defends that a scheme or that action with the drop coverage, which is um, a big man pretty much defending the rim, somebody um, who is going to defend the rolling big man or somebody who is with the ball who is looking to drive inside the basket. What the, the way you beat that coverage is if you have a ball handler who can hit a mid-range shot or a triple. Now, what the Heat have been doing is because they have guys like Bam, Jimmy, Caleb, Martin, they can really blow up the coverage by blitzing and, you know, not giving space to the ball handler or to the screener. Now, the the Heat late in the game, they had, I think, around uh, six steals. And I think three of those belonged to Jimmy Butler. And he had a total of six steals in total for the night. But really what we saw was, you know, the Heat's defense take advantage of Boston's, you know, careless ball movement. They weren't, you know, passing you know with the right they weren't putting enough you know hot sauce on the pass to their man on the wings and Jimmy Butler like a free safety or like a spy was camping at the elbow ready to intercept the pass I think he also uh poked a ball of, uh, free from Jalen Brown when he was trying to, when he was trying to post up Butler but he was tremendous Miami's defense in that quarter was you know it, it's I think it's a little misleading when you just check out the field goal percentage because 53% is is a little high, but Miami was there and, you know, moments of truth forcing, you know, six turnovers. Um, um, I'm, I'm sorry, six in the second half, but two, two in the fourth quarter. But really, that's, you know, wanting it more. That's, you know, just being more disciplined. 
All right. So, uh, well, let's go outside the playoffs for a second. Of course, the NBA draft lottery was held on Tuesday. Unfortunately, the Bulls didn't get to the top four. Yeah, thanks for leading us on, uh, NBA. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, of course, you know, the uh, Spurs, you know, win the uh, assuming, you know, they're going to take, you know, Victor Wimbanyana from France and could, you know, add a list to, you know, guys like David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So we'll see. And we know Pop's probably going to coach another, you know, till he's 100, I guess. And now that he's got, looks like they're going to get this guy now. So, what do you think are some of the players to watch for in the uh, in the draft that outside of women Yama? Well, um, Brandon Miller for sure got length. He can. He really seems like someone who at the pro level is going to turn into a three level scorer and has the length to be a super disruptive player on and off the ball defensively. I really like what he can do with his game. Um, Scoot Henderson, he. He looks like someone who would probably go first in a lot of years. He has a very mature body for being so young. I really like guys who explode off of their first step and are unafraid to catch bodies, especially guys who are guards. So de definitely those two. But um, another guy I really like is Keontae Johnson from Baylor. He has a little bit of... Um, I think Darius Garland in his game, a little bit taller at six foot four and Darius in Cleveland is six foot one. But a lot of the the moves that Darius has on the offensive end, like being so um, being a gifted sniper and being someone who can also put the ball on the floor. I see a lot of this in Keontae and he's someone who I have really liked as well. Uh, let's go over to the uh, coaching, Mateo. I know yes, sir. we have about like four or five, six different head coaches who are free agents right now. We, Of course, you all know what happened with Doc Rivers a couple of days ago in Philadelphia. Mike Boonholzer from Milwaukee's out. Nick Nurse is out in Toronto. Monty Williams got the ax last weekend in Phoenix. Uh, and Sam Cassell, the former assistant under Doc Rivers, former NBA player, his name has been out there for possible head coaching jobs. Two-part question here. One, does Sam Cassell finally get his chance to coach a team? And number two, where does Nick Nurse land? You know, I'm not sure if Sam Cassell gets the job, but he would have my full endorsement to replace Doc in Philadelphia. He is someone who works with the players very hard to enhance their skills. He is someone who has paid his dues. He is someone very knowledgeable about the game, very well respected in the locker rooms. So I'd like to see him get a job, preferably, you know, the 76ers job. But um, as far as Nick Nurse, I'm not sure, you know, Nick Nurse, I cannot deny his basketball acumen, his, um, his knowledge, but really with a guy like him, you, you got to make sure it's the right fit for a group because although he is very knowledgeable, sometimes when I've caught Nick Nurse on the sidelines watching games on TV, I haven't loved how he has been quick to verbally undress some of his players on the sidelines. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you could be right, but I don't believe, you know, being so harsh publicly with a player is the right idea. If you have something to say to them, I think you should say it person to person. I think that also um, generates more respect and a, a, a tighter bond between the two. But uh, Nick Nurse can be a little vicious, but he is someone who should be a top candidate as well as Monty Williams and Jeff Budenhoser because the, the latter two have 
over the last two years uh, been the winningest head coaches in the league and uh, in Monty's case, got to an NBA Finals with two wins away. Jeff Budenhoser is an NBA champion. You, you certainly got a nice pool of, of qualified head coaches that should be hired. And it, it, at least for some, it may be in Monty's case, he could, you know, take time off to, you know, uh, examine the field. Going, going back to Nurse, to, you know, I, I want to honor your question. I have no knowledge of what he is thinking or, or, or what his people are saying or really what, or really anything regarding his situation, but he should have a gig for sure. Okay. And the last couple of moments are with our new friend, uh, five reasons sports is uh, Mateo Mayorga here on second city sports on sports on Chicago, Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown with you. Um, so last question for me, Mateo, um, the bulls, of course, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't get that top four pick. So now they don't have a first round pick. Uh, everybody's uh, playing armchair GM. It, it's sort of absurd these last few days. So what do you think the bulls could do to improve whether it's, you know, trading Kobe wide or re-signing Vooch? You know, what, what, what say you about what the bulls you, you think they could do? Well, it, it, it really depends what, you really got to touch the pulse of the fans and see what they're uh, they're most comfortable with. I, you know, uh, settling for the play-in is not good enough. You gave a lot up in the Vucevic trade, and it really hasn't uh, yielded the results you've wanted it to so far. And I know nobody likes to hear the, you know, rebuilding. But right now, if the Bulls wanted to, they have very nice pieces in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. You know, it's going to take a while, but, you know, losing the draft pick hurts. That, you know, is really like a, a sledgehammer to the legs. You know, it really takes away what it could have been a foundational piece. But really, you might just have to start over unless you're comfortable with being, you know, just respectably competitive. Last question for me, Mateo, and thank you for uh, giving us your time to join us. Of, of course. course, this question has been asked a million times. I'll be the millionth person plus one. Of course, the Golden State Warriors were eliminated by the Lakers last weekend. Of course, Steph Curry is going to be back. Clay Thompson has one year left on his deal along with Draymond Green. But their GM Bob Myers is a free agent uh, after July 1st. Is the Warriors dynasty over, or will they try to run it back under Steph and Clay's timeline? What are your thoughts? I think it's over if they keep the squad together as it's built. You know, if you have Steph, you you have some you have direction, you have something to build around. But Clay Thompson, I, I hate to say it because he's one of my favorite players ever, is no longer the guy he was prior to the ACL and the Achilles injury. He's not as efficient on the offensive side and defensively, he can't stay in front of the premier ball handlers and the stronger forwards at the point of attack anymore. Draymond Green is still a very good player defensively. Some teams could bother him by sagging off and giving him space, but why I think you have to move him is because you know, what he did at the beginning of the year, punching Jordan Poole, he, I, I, I believe firmly he fractured the chemistry of this group. And, you know, when you are someone who is the vocal leader, someone who is quick or, or can be quick to, um, you know, 
motivate people by yelling instruction. It's hard for people to look at you the same way when you've hurt someone because they might they, they might question, are you going to hit me this time? So the, all the vibes are off if Draymond is there. If you've got Steph, you've got certainly direction, but you you got to build around Poole, Wiggins, and Stephen Curry. But, and then your, your, your window stays open. All right, Mateo, thank you so much for joining us today mm-hmm. where people can you know, follow you, you'll find your, uh, your great work and all that other good stuff. Um, of course, uh, one more time, Five Reasons Sports, uh, Mateo's Hoop Diary, and at the King James Gospel. Thank you so much. All right, thank all you right. For, very you, much Mateo. for joining us today. Great job and uh, much continued success, young man. Um, great knowledge drop on, these, on the association. And we'll definitely have you back on this program again and down the line, okay? Absolutely. Anytime, call me. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Mateo. Mateo. Have a good one. Bye. All right. All right. That was Mateo Mayorga from Five Reasons Sports. Now, uh, real quick before our buddies, Christine Medica and our, her fiance, Chris Gilman, join us. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the schedule real quick. You got game two of Miami and Boston. Of course, the Eastern Conference is exclusively on TNT. Want to make sure I get that right at seven thirty you know, <laughs> to catch game two tonight, and you can get you know catch game three of the uh, Lakers and Nuggets. This goes to uh, Los Angeles. The uh, game three tomorrow will be at seven thirty on ABC, and mm-hmm. also to Sunday, uh, game three of the Eastern Conference uh, Finals between Boston and Miami. That'll be on TNT at seven thirty as well. What do you think these series are going to be by the time we come back on Monday? I think tonight in tonight and in, in Sunday for the Boston series, I think Boston will take tonight's game, and I think Miami will take the next game, which which the game three will shift over to South Beach. So Boston wins tonight, Miami will win game three. As far as tomorrow, Saturday for the Lakers Denver series, Lakers are gonna win tomorrow. We'll be talking about Denver two one seriously when we when we commence on Monday. I agree. Yeah, I think the I think yeah, I think he will be up two one. I think I don't think the the, the Celtics are gonna, you know, uh, be down o two at home, especially mm-hmm. you, you know, folks are gonna be uh, pissed about that in Boston. Yeah, and I think the Lakers will. I think the Lakers will win it too. I think you know LeBron will you know will do just enough. I think AD will do just enough. And I think look, I think the Nuggets if they can catch them in the cold shooting nights, I think they can. You know, that could probably mm-hmm. happen. So we'll see what happens. Yep. And also, too, let's worry, let's worry about LeBron James's ankle. As I mentioned during the interview with Mateo, he injured it late in, in the game last night. And so we know he's not practicing today. He's got to rest up and, and get ready for tomorrow. How effective can he be? We'll see. But this is all about Anthony Davis. It's all about Austin Reeves. And it's all about uh, Dennis Schroeder, especially. He didn't have a great game last night. They see that supporting cast with that sense of desperation and urgency for the Lakers. They need to step it up big in front of their fans tomorrow night. We'll see if they do just that. We know. Okay, Sid, so we got two of our favorite people on deck. Yo, KXRP's and fiance Chris Gilman will be joining us. We'll talk. Um, uh, NFL game playoff game will be going to going one playoff game this year will be going to streaming exclusively. We'll get their thoughts on that. Us who also sports happening. So of course, yes, we will preview the PGA Championship that's commencing in Oak Hill. You know, this weekend. Actually, they're playing their second round right now as we speak. So. Lakita McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Christine and Chris coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. 
these new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Friday Fun Fun Friday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. This is our last break of the day and our last break for the week. I'm Sid the Kid, which is me. That's Lakina McGee, which is she. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Kiosk on the IG. This is our last break of the show. As I mentioned, we have less than 25 minutes or so left of the, this fabulous program before we head out for the weekend. If you want to get those last-minute questions or comments in, you can do so by going to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Sports on Chicago on YouTube. 
Typing your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. All right, Sid, let's not waste any time. We got a lot to catch up with them on and a lot to talk with them about. Yes. So, all right. Uh, of course, you know, we you see her every other week, you know, with her uh her great sports opinions. Also, too, we're also also be joined once again by her fiance, uh, who was a golfer, and of course, you got a major championship going on right now up in upstate New York as we speak. So from Kanks RV's Christy Manica and her fiance golfer Chris Gilman. Guys, how are you? Hey. I can get them Ooh. up, darn it. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Well, uh, quick uh, with the finger, Lakina. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh. So, <laughs> my fingers. There we go. There we are. Yeah, I'll say my fingers are playing tricks on me for a second, guys. How are y'all? How we doing? We're doing great. How about you guys? How about you guys? Oh, we're great. Just. Oh. He's figuring out the lighting. All right. Uh, well, we'll start real. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, I guess. Yeah, there we are. I'll say you got the lighting. I got to make sure the lighting's good. <laughs> live. This is live television. Live, folks. We're, we're, on, we're, we're doing it live here. Uh, <laughs> oh, do, do we lose the keynote? There we are. <laughs> there we go. Now, <laughs> now we're cooking. Okay. So uh, we'll talk with baseball first, of course. You know, your favorite teams. Uh, Chrissy, we'll start with your wife. So I did take two out of three for Cleveland. Um, what do you think? Do you think they can, you know, you write the ship, you know, make perhaps maybe make a run at the at the central? Oh, I think we're having are we having Wi-Fi issues? Yeah, so can you hear me? Can, yeah, we yeah, I can hear you fine, Lakina. We cannot hear Christine or or Chris. Okay. So we'll have to ask him to come back out and come back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so maybe you guys should go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. We're doing it live, yeah. folks. Sorry about that. Yeah. 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 So do a refresh and then we'll uh we'll figure yeah. we'll figure Yeah, we'll out. we'll have them back on in just a moment, Lakina. But we talked about uh, earlier that uh the White Sox uh, you know, of course they still have a long way to go. 13 games under 500. They took care of Cleveland earlier this week and they're getting a couple of guys back, as I mentioned in the first hour. Uh, Garrett Crochet uh, pitched a one, two, three, eighth inning yesterday. He looks great, but was, remember again, it's just his first outing in over a year because of the Tommy John surgery. And of course, Liam right. Hendricks uh, met with the media for the last couple of days. He worked out in the bullpen in Chicago yesterday. I think he's going to do that again uh, over the weekend against Kansas City. He's supposed to make his debut on Monday against the Cleveland Guardians. It's the size head on a long road trip. They'll go through Cleveland next week. And they'll play a four-game series at Detroit over uh, next weekend before coming back here to Chicago to take on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So it looks like Liam Hendricks will make his debut in Cleveland on Monday if everything's a, a go. So as we said before, Lakina, uh, things are looking on the up and up for for a short term. But like you said, we got to see this thing long term. Can they stay consistent? Absolutely. That's been their problem. Yeah, absolutely. So well, let's try this once. Let's try this again with uh, Christine and Chris as we get up. There we go. Yes. Live and in living color. Crystal clear. <laughs> oh, I love it. There we are. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, all right, Christy, we'll start with your White Sox. Uh, what do you think? Can you think they can write the shift? They took two out of three against uh, Cleveland. What do you think? Uh, if they can keep going with that momentum, I'd say let them let them keep going for sure. 
Yeah, they played the Kansas City Royals uh, this weekend on the south side. Of course, Kansas City uh, beat the brains in with the, on the White Sox uh, there in Kansas City a week ago, three, taking three out of four. But it looks like the Sox are, are starting to get healthy a little bit. Uh, Jake's Berger is back. Of course, he's been mashing home runs at uh, – I'm not calling it that corporate name, but I'm calling it Sox Park. Of course, Gavin Sheets <laughs> bat ha, has been awakened as well via the home run. But Garrett Crochet returned yesterday, pitched one good inning. Of course, after having Tommy John, John surgery and, of course, Liam Hendricks, it looks like if everything's a go, he's going to make his debut Monday in Cleveland. And that's just awesome to hear, to, to know what it was like for him just a couple of months ago. And now he has significantly progressed from his cancer treatment. It, it's going to be amazing. I just hope he doesn't get emotional like he did during that triple A game where he's like, I just want to get angry. So maybe we'll all just boo him instead. Maybe that will get him angry. <laughs> maybe that might help. That might kind of like, he might feed off that. So right. <laughs> you know he is. You kind of yeah, all the you know he wants to get angry, so uh, yeah, that, that's just how his mindset works. But now, Chris, your your ages have actually been pretty solid. I mean, they they split their series with Baltimore. They're right there to think of it in the AL West. Do you think they have a shot to perhaps maybe you know making it go at it? It's been a tough uh, since we spoke last. It's been it's been a tough, I would say, uh, month straight. Yeah. Uh, we attended a game uh, about two weeks ago now. Single tomorrow. Yeah, yes. two exactly two weeks See. ago. We ended up winning. <laughs> Ended up winning in the tenth, but uh, leading up to that, really the the whole couple of weeks and a couple of weeks after, their the hitting hasn't been as timely as needed. Um, but their biggest issue has been the bullpen. I I seem to ha- recall a good six to eight games they've already given away in the eighth the eighth of the ninth. So if they shore that up, I think they still have a good winning team. Uh, but it's it's going to depend on the bullpen, I think. Hopefully your Anaheim Angels, Chris, will help out the White Sox. You take care of those overrated uh, twins this weekend. Yeah, the Twinkies. The, yeah, and then the Sox should take care <laughs> yes. of Kansas City. So that will be a perfect weekend for yours, truly. I'll be attending a couple of those games tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, before we continue, Christine, I want to give you some props. Uh, of course, last Monday when we had you on the program, Faceless, you said that the Chicago Blackhawks will win the draft library. Guess what happened? Yeah. Connor Bedard is coming to Chicago. Yes. Yes. See, you just got to have a little bit of confidence. Just a yes. tiny bit. Yeah, so, so are you back on the hockey bandwagon now? We know the uh, Hawks we'll are still see. rebuilding, we'll but uh, what does Connor Bedard, uh, even though he won't be officially get drafted until next month, but uh, what does this do to you? Are you interested in the Blackhawks again? I would be more interested to see how they develop Connor as a player. The, the Blackhawks have been known to, to develop great talents. I mean, look at Kane, look at Taze. Like, they started with the Blackhawks pretty much, and now uh, look at how far they've come. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm not going to say a bandwagon yet for hockey. Just I'm, I'm a Blackhawk fan, right? But if it's if it's too painful, you know me. I'm just going to turn my head the other way. But if it's worth watching, especially seeing Connor, you know, start starting his career, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll still be a couple years before they really are in contention. But I think they got the guys doing it. I think having Bedard can kind of, you know, get that thing going a little bit quicker. So we'll see. Oh, what happens there? Now, let's talk about the NBA playoffs for a second, guys. Uh, the Lakers, do you think they could you know, perhaps cut into that uh, Denver league? I mean, they, they could have won both those games in Denver. So, 
of course, LeBron thought he was Steph Curry, you know, shaking up all those threes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think like, the difference between the Nuggets and the Lakers right now is that the Nuggets have been good consistently throughout the entire season. For whatever reason, the Lakers just got a second wind pretty much. They got healthy. Yeah, they got healthy. And so we'll, we'll see. But I think consistency is going to persevere here. I still foresee them taking at least two games. Uh, I, I heard something interesting this morning on the radio uh, where the host was talking about uh, LeBron was in a little bit of management mode, a little bit of trying to conserve energy uh, instead of driving and uh, trying to get to the rim, trying to get fouls. Uh, he was settling for threes a little bit. We didn't catch the game. It's too late for us. Uh, uh you know, with uh, Christine's uh, 4 a.m. schedule. But <laughs> I, it's I, I still see the Lakers making this a series, but you never know which team is going to show up that night. So while some of the uh, <clears throat> some of the role players, obviously Austin Reeves and Hashimura have come up big in the, mm-hmm. in the playoffs so far, but I I still think Denver's going to take it, yeah. I'm a, I'll fully admit, I'm a... Uh, bandwagon i'm a fair weather laker fan i'll watch them if they're good um and kobe's my favorite player ever um so i was glued to the tv then but um less so now but uh, i I, honestly i any of the four teams left could win this title i think yeah we talked about before uh, chris me and lakina that uh, lebron james especially uh, at his stage of his uh, career he's 38 years old in his 20th year he can't carry a team like he did five years ago or even 10 years ago. That's why it's up to guys like Anthony Davis or Huchamar, as you mentioned, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, who has not had a good series so far for the Lakers in these three first two games. Uh, they, they need to show up and show up big time. Now with LeBron Hurney with an ankle, which he injured toward the end of the game last night. The next two games are at Staples Center. We're not calling it their corporate name on this show. <laughs> but the Lakers are home for the next two games. Uh, they should play with a sense of de- desperation. I'm with you. After game four, they should. This series should be tied up at two games apiece. Now, before we move on, even though I did pick Denver to win it in six, me personally as an NBA fan, I would like to see Lakers-Celtics one more time with LeBron James. Uh, the, trust me, the NBA and ESPN slash ABC will love it to death. Of course, their second matchup they would like to see is Lakers-Miami. We saw that a couple years ago in the bubble, but this time if we see it, we'll have fans in the stands and, and the media will love to travel to South Beach instead of a church mm. hall to play basketball in. So... <laughs> Trust me, the league, is, <laughs> they're wishing the Lakers to win at least the next two games to give them hope and say, well, we can have our two dream scenario NBA Finals matchups. <laughs> do you, what do you say? Do you guys think, do you guys think about, what about the Eastern Conference? Do you think guys think it, you know, the Heat can kind of take control of this series? Do you think Boston has, you know, can, you know, kind of make it a go at it here? What do you guys think? I, it's Jimmy Butler, I, I think, loves the spotlight. I think, uh, I think he's a solid leader, and uh, I'm sure it's a little bit painful uh, for the three of y'all sitting here. Should have kept him. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's true. It's true. true. He's he's a bad man. When he he gets that look in his eye, it's like he wants to take a game over, and he's going to drag everybody with him. So um, I don't really like to go against him, Um, whether – the rest of the the heat supporting cast is good enough. Um, I think he's going to make them 
good enough. So I, I do see the Heat taking this series, but I don't think it's going to be an easy one at all. What about you, Christine? Yeah, I agree. Everything with what Chris said. I, I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, Jimmy Buckets, man, when he gets hot, he gets hot. Hence, maybe the heat was in his future <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> but I, I really, uh, I, I think that it would be great to have a Celtic Laker uh, matchup. Do I think it's going to happen? I, I don't think so. Not this time around, I don't think. Just because the Lakers, going back to the consistency, I know with injuries and stuff like that. But but again, it's all about the team, I think, that's been consistent for for the entire season. All right, before we last, uh, when you guys last joined us, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the 2023 Chicago Bears schedule. The schedule wasn't released yet. Yeah. Now, since you have you guys back on, the schedule is released, and I'm sure one of us will pull it up in a minute. But uh, the Bears will open up their season September 10th at 3.25 p.m. The late game on Fox against Jordan Love's Green Bay Packers. And uh, Sunday, I believe, Sunday, January 3rd, Lakina, uh, if you have uh, it up, uh, they'll end the, the Bears will end the season in Green Bay. Yep. Yep. Woody. Hold on. Let me what do it. I think? I yeah. thought you're going to start the season bad, and then you might as well end up the season bad, too. You must think that Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay or some weird scenario. <laughs> right. I mean, look, look I that was my first thought of it as a joke. I'm like, gosh, you're going to just get it out of the way right out the gate, aren't you? So it, it should be interesting. I think with both quarterbacks with Fields and, and Love, I think that's going to be a great matchup. Um, and it, it will be interesting to see how Love handles the handles the team because it is his team now. Yeah, they start September 10th um, hosting Green Bay. And as you guys said, you know, um, they end the season, the 7th, you know, to, to be determined time, of course. So I, I think, yeah, I think, I think for me, they can win. the Packers. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this part of the table, Akina. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. No, 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 Chris, now, no. Uh, we ask you, who's your, who's your NFL team? I forgot. The Broncos. Oh, the Broncos? Broncos. I, oh. <laughs> I, I went to school in Denver, but it, uh, my dad went to a rival high school in the Valley with John Elway, so he always ah. followed his career. Oh, nice. Oh, the Bears will play the Broncos this year, I believe. October 1st. Chicago. October, what was that, Lakina? October 1st. Yeah, so oh, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and maybe Russell C uh, Russell Wilson's wife Sierra will make a debut in Chicago. I doubt it, but <laughs> but the other two will be there. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, they can only go up from here, right, Chris? Your Broncos. So I, yeah. I'm actually looking back at their their schedule a little bit. Uh, well, uh, considering how poor they were last year, uh, I would have to assume that their their schedule is a little bit easier uh, this this time around. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. We, in fact, have the, the bear schedule in front of us. But uh, I think I think Peyton coming in and stopping some of the extra uh, benefits that Russell had. Uh, for instance, I, th I believe he had his own coach. his own coach and his own office mm -hmm. in, uh, in the building. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and, and catering to people like that. Uh, typically doesn't work out well. I know that caused issues within the Patriots organization with Tom Brady, him having his own trainer and whatnot. But uh, when you win six Super Bowls, uh, I think you're entitled to it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
with Russell, I he doesn't need to be humbled, but I, I I think just more of a team aspect. I think will be good for him. We talked about the uh, the Bears' schedule uh, outside of the NFC North division opponents that they'll play. Their non-division opponents within the NFC conferences, the NFC South, they'll go to New Orleans. They'll play. They'll go to Tampa Bay early against Christine's Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll play. <laughs> they'll play Atlanta. And, and Carolina will come here later on in the season. Of course, uh, the, uh, the Bears' AFC opponents are the AFC West this year, as we mentioned, Chris's Broncos. They'll play the Chiefs early in the year in September. And, of course, they'll have the Chargers, I believe, on Sunday night, and they'll play uh, the Las Vegas Raiders later on in the season as well. So you, Chris talked about the, the Broncos getting the uh, quote-unquote easy schedule because they were terrible last year. Uh, looking at the Bears' schedule, they got a third-place schedule too. And just reading into it, it looks like the league wants the Bears to do well sooner than than we as Bears fans expect. I, I, it would seem that way. I mean, look, Carolina, the Panthers—they're—they're they're a mess right now. I don't—I don't know what that team is going to look like this season. I think you can only pray for the Panthers fans. <laughs> well, they got Bryce Young. Point. At least that's the starting point in the new head coach Frank Wright. Right. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, it should be. I think it's a pretty good schedule. I think it's a little bit more. I don't want to say challenging than what I was expecting, but it, it there's some surprising games on there that I'm like, oh, we're we're actually going to play them. Okay, let's see how that goes. Well, it's so the Saints of because I got uh, the Broncos schedule up, up for you, uh, Chris. They 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 play the NFC North and they play the uh, AFC East. So. You know the Broncos got a pretty. You know they they might have the same record. Uh, them in the oh, they got to so, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. They they play the Jets. <laughs> yeah, they do. They play the Jets uh, on the eighth, right after the Bears game. Um, they play Buffalo on in November the thirteenth. That's a Monday night game, and uh, they play Detroit uh, on the seventeenth of December. Of course, the time hasn't been determined yet, but you know you're you're. You have kind of a similar schedule type too, like the Bears, uh, uh, Chris, your Broncos. So they might they may have the same. They could probably win seven or eight, you know, with all the the new stuff. Yeah, it it sounds like it. I'm worried. Um, I I think Bears fans are probably a little bit worried about the Lions this coming year. Yes. Oh my gosh. But you know what? If it's their time, it's their time. That's my thought process of it. Let the, let them have it. It's been long enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lakina, have uh, before you continue, ha has uh, HBO and NFL Films decided on who's going to be this year's nope. team for Hard Knocks? Not I want to ask. Perfect. I want to go around the panel, and I'll give my thoughts last. I'll start with Christine and Chris. Do you think the Bears should be featured on this year's Hard Knocks? No. <laughs> Chris, what no, about you? I I no, I think I can find a, a more dramatic team. So something that'll really grab headlines. Yes. Hmm. Makina. Well, yeah, I'll say Denver. I think yeah, since they got they got a new coach, Nathan. Well, even though it's Sean Payton, they have a new coach, so I don't think they'll be in it. Uh, I can't see the Bears saying yes to this. I I don't see it. No, I don't see it happening. But if all the teams say no, you know the NFL picks a team, and that whoever that team is, they got to do it no matter what. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Me, selfishly, I would like to see it, uh, especially the McCaskies. You know they got a lot to hide, so they got to show everything <laughs> on most things. So. For that reason uh, alone, I would like to see that. it just because of that. Uh, George McCaskey, where you got to hide, my friend? Uh, but no, you know, Kevin, new team president, Kevin <laughs> Warren and Ryan Poles. I know they'll get most of the camera time, of course, along with Justin Fields and Ryan Bill. So, but I want to see them dig some dirt on George McCaskey. 
That's, I'm here for that. Words there, Sid. Yeah, and just for that, that's why it's not happening. Yeah, right? That's that's why that's not happening because of what Sid just said. So, oh, blame me, okay. Okay, let's let's move along here, please. Uh, do you guys want to do PGA Championship first, or do you want to do the sports media news? Which one do you guys want to do? Let's do the, let's do the latter. Oh, he wants to do the sports media news sports first. Media. Okay. All right. Um, Pat McAfee, we'll start with that. Pat McAfee uh, yeah. has officially, yeah, officially signed his deal with ESPN. His McAfee show will be will air on ESPN in addition to uh, still being on YouTube and such. And, of course, he, he's been doing college game day and, you know, all those things the last couple of years. What do you guys think about that deal? It looks like a sweet deal that he has. Hey, he's earned it. I mean, his show has literally skyrocketed, I think, from just a couple of years ago when he started out to right now. It's probably one of the most popular sports shows out there. So I, I think it's well-deserved. Chris? I, well, I... Chris, what about you? Fantastic for him. I, I heard he still gets... Uh, Gets free reign essentially. He can't cuss as much. I think that was one Darn of the it. stipulations. <laughs> but it, yeah, gets, yeah, I know, right? Darn. Free, <laughs> still gets creative now. control. Since he since he has creative control, uh, I think that allayed uh, a bunch of people's fears. You know, people moving over to ESPN to watch him so and listen to him. So I, I'm sure it's going to be a success, and it, you know. Get that back. Like he, he's getting paid a pretty many, mm -hmm. pretty penny to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know ESPN and ESPN Real are going through some layoffs right now, of course. As you mentioned, I think the only question is, uh, I'm sure it's going to be answered pretty quickly if it hasn't already. Will he still get get Aaron Rodgers to come on the show every Tuesday? That's the most Ooh. entertaining part for me. That's the question. <laughs> right. I right. Think, I mean, I yeah, because, you know. No, yeah. I, I think that's it. No, yeah, it's the question because he's used to doing, you know, more intimate shows that aren't necessarily broadcasted out to the public. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe he adjusts that deal a little bit. Right. Now, uh, we get a chance to get your guys' reaction about uh, Matt Ryan joining CBS Sports. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Ooh. I think considering all the, I feel bad for him. The the poor guy, you know, just, it, it didn't work out for him with the Colts. And, and, you know, he, he really was a, he was a great player, I think. So I think him being now an analyst and more of like the behind the scenes, I think that's going to be a great role for him. He seems like a pretty analytical guy. So I think he's just going to fit right in. Yeah. Uh, to what she said, he always seemed pretty cerebral in his interviews. So, um, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that, you know, I'm going to claim ignorance on that. Uh, but you know, congrats, congrats to him. Uh, I think it's always, it's kind of a bummer, uh, for, uh, people in your profession. Um, sometimes you may feel like you get leapfrogged a little bit by having ex players out there, Yeah. but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, congrats, congrats to him. You just got to say good for you and, uh, hopefully he does a great job. Yes, we mentioned Lakino in our last episode on Monday. Uh, if they, I'm sure they're going to stick him in the studio for the first uh, few shows on the NFL Today pregame show. I want to see how he interacts with Boomer Esiason and Phil Sims in, in particular. 
Yeah, that should be interesting too. We'll see who he works with when he does the, the games, you know, out on the mm-hmm. field. So that should be interesting. Now, stick with the NFL. Uh, Peacock, this news came out earlier this week that they're going to carry one playoff game exclusively. It'll be ex- exclusively streamed on Peacock. And I've seen a lot of people already, you know, miffed and you know, freaked out about it. Look, I have Peacock. I, I know said I don't know if you guys got Peacock, but no, I have it. Yeah, we I have Peacock. It. Yeah. Oh yeah, awesome. So yeah, what do you guys think about this? I'm never a fan of restricting access to something like that. And the NFL must have gone through their their calculations and said, hey, there are going to be enough people, and we're going to end up, uh, you know selling enough advertisement to, to do something like this, uh, to go ahead and agree with it. But it, it's tough when you balkanize uh, media uh, and charge for subscriptions and just to watch certain certain things. It, I think it's tough on the average fan. So uh, it's, it's a good thing for us that we all have Peacock. Uh, and congrats mm. to NBC for getting the rights for one of the playoff games. But yeah. It's always nice when you can just flip on the TV and not have to worry about it. Oh, well, I think to that extent, too, Peacock is technically free. So I guess it just depends if this is going to be available for True. everybody or if this is just for people that, that go the extra mile and pay for it. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the NFL, with them making moves already, they're, they're sending – NFL Sunday ticket package is going to be on YouTube and YouTube TV. You got to pay pony up some money for that. And of course, Thursday night football is exclusive. Uh, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, if you don't have, you have to pony up some money for that. So I'm with you, Chris. Me and Lakina say all the time uh, people want and need options. And if you just make it exclusive to a certain audience, uh, that makes it bad. And so you want many as people as possible to watch your product. But if you just restrict it to, a, a certain type of audience, you're going to be in trouble. That's what baseball is going through right now. MLB, we won't get into that because we don't have enough. We don't have enough time. But nope. you know, uh, you know, restricted to a certain amount of audience, you're not going to get as many people to watch. Well, also with the UTTV for a second. Remember, didn't they have issues with uh, a Heat and Celtics game one? I mean, I think it was. Yep. Like- <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping that's not a sign up that's to come with that Sunday ticket, but you're gonna be paying like four gold almost five hundred bucks, and that's what happened. So uh I hope they figure it out. Um it was the second season sports on sports on Chicago kicks. You know, the Keena McGee, Cindy Brown, our girl kicks, our bees, Christine uh Manica, and her uh fiance, our good buddy uh Chris Gilman. Um all right, Chris, uh, we got a few minutes left. Uh the PJ championship is commencing over at Oak Hill. In uh, Rochester, uh, New York, upstate New York, Scotty Shuffler, as we're recording this, is leading right now. Uh, Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau, it's good to see him back uh, near the top. He's, he's a shot behind Victor Hovland, uh, Christine's guy, I think. <laughs> uh, Corey, <laughs> Corey, Connor, Corey Connors, uh, Keegan Bradley, who has one of these, uh, is three shots back. And uh, Colin Marcos is an even par. And uh, a lot of, remember, a lot of the guys have not started yet you know, because of weather uh, delays and such. So, uh, Chris, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to get the Wanamaker Trophy? Oh, gosh. Well, it certainly looks pretty hard out there. And, yeah. Uh, I, I know. So I, I know these tournaments uh, pick their sites 10, 10 to 15 years in advance, sometimes even longer. And uh, back then when they chose this site, it was still and they held it in August. So to be in, you know, Western New York, 
uh, close enough to, to the Great Lakes, you go, well, it's going to be nice in August. It might rain, but that's okay. It'll still be warm. But it's cold in May. I mean, heck, it's it feels about 40 degrees in Sioux Falls right now. So, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yep. a, you know, some, some places in the country, it's still a little too cold to, uh, I think, to hold events like this. It, the golf course looks phenomenal. I think I, there aren't many good strategies to play this place. You just have to hit it really, really good. And uh, probably somebody who makes the least amount of bogeys is going to win. Uh, let's see. I mean, Scheffler. Bogey free card yeah. the other day. The PGA Tour app is a little bit behind the TV coverage, but they're showing he's bogey free so far through, I think, five holes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go ahead and take Shuffler. Um, I know it's the simple pick, it's the safe pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel bad about picking Kepka, and then uh, Rom ended up doing exactly the opposite of what I thought he w- he might do. He just he just played phenomenal at the Masters on the weekend when it was wet and it was a little chilly. But uh, congratulations to him. So I'm gonna go with Shuffler. I'll ask my one and only golf question, Lakina, just to make you proud. <laughs> Chris, uh, uh, the name said we haven't mentioned that's not on the top of the leaderboard. Do you uh, do you see a, a golfer who's struggling right now to at least make a push to challenge uh, Scotty Scheffler or uh, Corey Connors? I think Thompson Spieth kind of. Uh, I, gosh, if I'm looking at it right now. Um, Rory. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think his head's in it right now. I think he's a little under the weather. This might be one of those places where if you didn't get off to a good start, it might be a little bit too hard to make up that sort of ground. So it's. I think it's going to be a front runner's sort of place. So if you're looking at, I would say, anybody from even par or better uh, has the best chance of taking it. And then you have to go with somebody who is just that good all the time because it looks like the conditions of the golf course are pretty difficult. Everybody's trying super hard and just not getting a whole lot out of it. So if anybody else, you know, it's going to be DeChambeau or Hoffman in my opinion, which is going to make Christine happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, I think um, any golf fan would love to have Victor win. I would love to see Victor win. Yeah, he's, he's, due, for, yeah, he's due for a big win, I think. He, he is, and he's, he really does seem like a phenomenal guy and just smiling all the time. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You sort of attract in the world what you put out into the world. So... <laughs> Seems like a pretty uh, pretty good guy to hang out with. All right. You can catch the coverage of the PGA Championship right now on ESPN as, you, as soon as we're done here. And also, too, on uh, CBS for both Saturday and Sunday. So it uh, should be fun. And, uh, yeah, I think you know, PGA Championship is always interesting because you always get guys that kind of come out of uh, – not really out of nowhere, but it's like you said, Chris. I mean, the fact that it's now in May, you got to deal with the conditions as it's such. So it should be interesting to see what happens here. We'll see if uh, Sheffield can win another major. So it should be fun. I agree. Uh, all right. Anything else before we disperse? Anything you got in mind, Sid, or anything else you guys yeah, want to talk I wanna about? Yeah, I want to ask Chris and Christine one more question. Of course, we talked about the NFL uh, schedule earlier. Of course, 
with these NFL schedule release days, all the teams have these special videos they put out on social media. The Bears did a great job with theirs. I thought the Los Angeles Chargers did great with theirs using the anime. But me personally, the Tennessee Titans. Them. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you guys uh, uh, who takes oh the cake as far as, uh, uh, far as the NFL schedules or who did the best. And it looks like both of you guys are about, about want to comment on the uh, Tennessee cow, Titans. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> hands down, man. Hands down. So can we can we all agree that Cowboys aren't America's team anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that, I thought the best reaction was with the Colts logo, and they kept on saying, "Oh, that's Dallas. That's I know Cowboys, that one." Yeah. yeah. That's the Cowboys. <laughs> yes. They were so insistent. Yeah, what, what about the, the St. Louis Rams? The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, that's it. Do, 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 the New Orleans yeah. Saints. <laughs> or it's like, is that a pirate? It's a, it's a pirate ship, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Oh, jeez, I felt so bad for that older lady. I, I want to know if they paid people to act that dumb how much. And then I want to know where they found those people. That's, yeah, well, that's, the, that's the thing, <laughs> right? Nobody can be that. Even my mom's not a base fourth team, she can name like half those teams. Come on, folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the football team with no logo. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns and the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. That logo's not real. Okay. <laughs> and they won a division last year. <laughs> Didn't they say Jacksonville was the cheetahs? They're like, is that a cheetah? Lightning McQueen, like that's you know, when they the Chargers, that's who they first play in week one. You know, is a Chargers and we you know, they call it Lightning McQueen. So like what? <laughs> the superhero name that we missed. Like, oh god. <laughs> but kudos, kudos to the, uh, the social media team uh over there. And uh whether they play paid or not, it was actually pretty funny. So it was hilarious. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was hilarious. All right, so anything else before we disperse? I'm good. I'm I'm ready to That's get out and enjoy this uh, weather. Finally, I'll be at the Sox games this weekend. Hopefully, they win both those games as they try to car back to 500. And hopefully, Liam Hendricks will make his debut in Cleveland on Monday because. That Sox bullpen yeah. desperately needs him right now. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, but true. <laughs> yeah, he is Park in general. So, yeah, we'll see if, if, uh, if Chris's Angels can kind of keep up in the AL West. I mean, they, they've been you know, solid so far. I think that's going to be a very competitive division. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But that's it. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kansas Ramey on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, that's SidKid80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Christine and Chris, where can the lovely people follow you on social media? After you. Oh, after me. Okay. So you, they can follow <laughs> me at Cmanica underscore KXRB. Hey, she's the important one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, on. on that note. <laughs> You, you can follow me. You can find me on Twitter at under, at um, all lowercase golfer, G-O-L-F-E-R, Gilly, G-I-L-L-Y, golfer Gilly. All right. And you can uh, you know, catch our show on uh, War Media Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, W-A-R Media Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Google, Apple, whatever you got, it's all right there. Also um, on the very, on YouTube as well. So it's all right there for you. Yeah, so don't forget to catch Second City Sports Live in Living Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
One more game that's the kids would say. Okay, Second City Sports Live in Living Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And uh, our buddy Brand has been asking how to get us on, get us on Roku. Well, it's very simple. Uh, Roku TV, you know, right there. If you got whether you got the stick or whether you have uh, the app itself, uh, you can, you know, on the Play Store right there. You, can, you know, if I can get it up, this thing has been acting very weird. There we go. Oh, I just had it. Uh, there we go. Just you know, type in Sports <laughs> Chicago Chicago on the Play Store. You can catch our show, Sean and Maya, the Smoke <laughs> Fellas, and What's Up, Cuz. And uh, yeah, it's all right there for you anytime, anywhere you want. So uh, yeah, Brandon, there you go to answer your question. So uh, yeah, so you check us out anytime you want. Yes. So uh, go out there and make it a great weekend. Don't do anything stupid. Enjoy this beautiful weather. For Chris and Christine, I'm Sid. You're listening, and Lakina. You've been listening to Second City Sports or Sports Zone Chicago, and we will see you on Monday. Go Sox, go Cubs, go PGA Championship. Holla. Go Sox, holla.